0: Welcome to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with your hosts, Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. Seniors deserve to have a life with respect, dignity, and fulfillment. But as we transition into elderhood, this doesn't always happen. Join us today as we discuss some of the most important issues that seniors face and provide much needed answers to your questions. Now, here are Phyllis and Rubina.
1: Welcome to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. This is Rubina Chaudhary, uh, calling, uh, talking from uh, Fullerton, California, and we have on the other side of the country Phyllis Eamon from uh, Connecticut. Hi, Phyllis. Hi, Rubina. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, and I'm enjoying this virtual landscape.
2: Well, it certainly is exciting, some of the things that you're doing with Olive. And uh, there are so many people reaching out to, to people in different ways. So it is kind of an exciting time in a way because it's giving birth to um, a whole new way of people um, being able to connect.
1: Definitely, definitely. And uh, along with that, you know, we had visions for us to expand Olive but never could we have imagined that in such short period of time that we would experience this expansion that we have. And you have been uh, an integral part in that expansion. So I'd like to introduce a couple of our uh, our partners, our program coordinators who are on the line with us. And then together we will talk about what Olive is doing to try to keep our seniors engaged, you know, physically, mentally, uh, health-wise and in all ways that we, uh, every way that we can. And uh, on the phone from Vancouver, Canada, we have Anu. Hi, Anu. Hello. And This is truly a global program, isn't it? It
2: sure is.
1: Uh, anu is uh, is a development coordinator with Olive, and also supports uh, Phyllis and myself on Voices for Elder Care advocacy. And s- some of the regular listeners would have listened to Anu do some interviews as well as appear as a guest on the on the show as well. Anu, welcome. Thank
3: you for having me. We're so okay. glad
2: to have you
1: today, Anil. Thank you,
3: Phyllis.
1: And the second person we have with us is uh, Sophia Ghani. And uh, Sophia is a, a, a PhD in pharmacy, a, a health nut, if I can say in a good way, a <laughs> <laughs> very, very positive way. And she really has Oliver's buzzing with this uh, fit and fun buzz and
2: uh, uh, Sophia welcome.
4: Thank you so much for having me today.
2: Hi Sophia it's, it's good Hello, to talk everyone. to you again. Uh, the listeners should know that we did have Sophia as a guest on the show earlier this year so yes, we're sweet. thrilled to have you again Sophia.
1: Yes we are certainly so and the much. one I'm who's very happy to be to be back. Wait. And the one who's missing from uh, our team right now is uh, Zainab Hosseini. She's the registered dietitian, and she's our lead program coordinator and uh, responsible for the Live, Learn, Thrive program. Zainab is working; she's you know uh, a crit- uh, an essential healthcare worker as a dietitian, so she's on uh, on work duty. And uh, with that in mind, when uh, I guess uh, I'm going to take a breath, uh, Phyllis, and, and just visit this journey to how this radio station came into being and what how our vision started to explode and how you and I even met from being from the, you know, different part of the countries. And then our opportunities to meet each other with few of your trips out to, to the West Coast so that when this, I don't like to use the word crisis because I don't want to be super emphasizing the negative part of it. So I, I prefer to say when this situation came up, we were almost ready. It's almost felt like that we were being prepared for this giant leap into cyberspace. And uh, we have the right pieces in place in terms of the, uh, the expertise of our coordinator, coordinator's willingness of our volunteers and, and the excitement and the, and the enthusiasm of the Olivers who have participated in the, in the program uh, already. So we went back to the drawing board and had a conference call and we came up with this uh, program that I will, Anu, can you walk us through the Olive Online program that we all developed together?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, Rubina, uh, we recognize that with the COVID-19 situation, as you put it, um, has arised, uh, and we are strongly advised to Uh, keep our, maintain social distance. Many of, uh, most of the programs have been uh, temporarily suspended. And so we came together and talked about how can we keep our participants engaged? Because um, many, many people, I mean, in general, uh, elders, uh, ex- many elders experience isolation. But now with this mandatory uh, social distancing and isolation, it's even more uh uh, urgent for us to ensure that we uh, do whatever we can in our capacity to um, assist and support our, our participants. So um, uh, the program coordinators and Rubina, we all came together and we talked about what we could do. And we came up with uh, the Zoom platform, uh, which is a video conferencing platform that enables people to connect through a computer or a smart device like a smartphone or, or, a, or a tablet. And enables people to connect through the video and uh, voice. And so it's like you're having a get together, but virtually. And um, so we, we did all the research within two days and we uh, came up with this program and uh, we developed a three day a week program that would enable us to connect with our participants virtually. And not only for the participants of Olive, um,
2: who have been able to participate physically, right, in yeah, Fullerton, but now this really gives us an opportunity to expand the reach to really globally or to anyone. Um, and we so came true. up with topics and programs and um, ideas, and um, I'm sure we'll generate more of them as time goes on. Um so this is really a great opportunity, as Rubina said, to, to expand the reach of Olive um, and, its, and its mission.
3: Absolutely. And the thing is, is that many people have expressed their interest in coming to our programs, but due to whatever reason, geographical reasons, transportation issues, some people have not been able to physically attend our programs. However, having said that, now they can uh, via, the, via the web. Right. So that's, this is really, as I said, it,
2: we can look at it, uh, how are we making lemonade out of lemon? You know, yes. how are we yes, using ma'am. this as an opportunity to engage more seniors around the globe?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think now and more and more seniors are, are becoming very tech savvy. Many of my clients, in fact, are very tech savvy. They they know how to use an iPad, probably even better than me in some cases, and so, um, you know, I think it's fabulous because um, it is a, really a means of connecting, especially at this time. Absolutely. And
2: like I said, there are, there are many places out there that are being creative and engaging people while they're home. Um, and I think what we've done, as Rubina said, in two days, we really... We got Mm -hmm. together and came up with ideas, and um, I think it's really terrific how Rubina has really uh, brought us all together to brainstorm so that we could come up with this program.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and we're very, very excited to, uh, well, we already actually officially launched it last week, so this is our second week, uh, technically, Um, but... Um, we are hoping to uh, promote this far and wide so we're really encouraging our listeners today to uh, connect with us Um, they can send an an email to info at olivecs.org if they're interested to learn more about the program or learn how to register
1: and uh, they can also go to the Voices for Elder Care Advocacy show page, where they are right now listening to it. Yes. And there is a link saying email host, and if right. they click on that and email, then Phyllis and I both get that email, and we will make sure that we um, respond to you. And also, please, sh- listeners, please share with uh, with others. And now I'm going to. You know, the, this show, the Voices of Elder Care Advocacy, is the anchor right now for our Olive Online programs. And Sophia has a, a special program which just really fits so nicely with her pilot program that she did for the last, was it almost eight, ten weeks? So, Sophia, can you share your experience with the uh, Olive Fit and Fun program that uh, you're just about to complete and what you have in store for our listeners under, on the online program. Sure. So back in January,
4: uh, the current Olivers who were in the program or who were at the Live, Learn and Thrive programs and they were coming, we started a Fit and Fun challenge where it was an eight-week challenge and we were concentrating on health and nutrition, exercise. So I was kind of leading that, and it is now going to be coming to an end. Week 8 is ending this coming Wednesday. And so that being said, uh we were, you know, taking... Uh, I was guiding with the food, nutrition, mindfulness, uh, all the, those practices, and now because of Olive online... We'll be able to continue that and follow up with all our Olivers and hopefully be able to sort of establish uh, an ongoing fitness, you know, platform for more more Olivers, hopefully. And so it's pretty, pretty exciting times where... In that sense, we'll have more people who can engage and take care of themselves from the comfort of their homes.
0: Who are not able
4: to go out and socially interact. So it's you know just like you said, you know you're making lemon uh, lemonade out of lemons. So um, yeah, we try to look for the good, and this is uh, it's going to be fun. Um, getting more people uh, in better health and mentally and physically. So uh-huh. that's the goal, and we'll be having a exercise portion in all three of our days throughout the week in order to help our seniors move a little bit. Uh-huh. So looking forward to that.
2: And, and then there, we're going to have education programs, um, right? We talked about... Um, I believe we talked about even um, virtual traveling tours. You know, yeah, I think were, and all kinds of
1: let, things. Let's, so, let's walk through the uh, yeah. Let's, let's walk th- through this uh, organization of the programs. Um, right. So, to complete the olive fit and fun, Sophia, that runs on Tuesdays, right?
3: Yes. The Tuesdays
1: at 11 a.m. Pacific and 2 p.m. Eastern is the Olive Fit and Fun. And then on Wednesdays is our Olive Live, Learn, and Thrive. And that is more focused on keeping busy, keeping active. And that's our our, uh, signature program that we've been running for over two years now. And the Olive Live, Learn, Thrive program will be led by Zainab. Uh, anu, do you want to talk, uh, give us uh, Zainab's uh, thoughts on this program?
3: Uh, I think Sophia would be uh, better since she since she is also a coordinator for Live, Learn, Thrive. So take it away, Sophia. Okay, Sophia. She's oh, okay. Deflect,
1: deflecting so live, thrive, it to you. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, so the Live, Learn and Thrive program is, uh, something that uh, incorporates a little bit of physical fitness, and then after that, it focuses on more socialization of uh, our seniors. And within that, we try to present different topics that might be of interest to them, and have discussions. Maybe have a read a book and discuss a book. So. And, you know, have different games on certain days. So it's engaging in different ways. And that is our Live, Learn, and Thrive program that has mm-hmm. been going
1: on. Okay. And part of that Live, Learn, Thrive program are two sub-programs to address this uh, this present situation. And one is, uh, uh, you know, the takeoff on pen pals. Right. That, that is called Dear Oliver. And that would be email uh, pen pals, where once a week, um, perhaps an elder is paired with a with a young person to write an email to each other. We thought of doing letters, but then this was remember last week. We said we didn't want to have the seniors to go to the mailbox. Now we know we can't even leave the house, so email is the is the best best option. Mm-hmm. So one is dear Oliver, which is an email to to. Um, Two people, and the other one is um, um, connecting olivers to each other. You know, us mm-hmm. seniors to each other, having friends so that we can talk with each other, support each other, and if we need a conversation, that that we have that friend. Again, we're you know open to anybody that is interested. Please uh, click on one of the join links and uh, and uh, and let's let's get connected. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uh, Phyllis, that's the Live, Learn, Thrive program. And then the next segment, we will talk about Olive Creations and Connections and some of the ideas that you were beginning to talk about will also come in there. Right. Your your thoughts on Live, Learn, and Thrive as we are coming to the end of this
2: segment? Well, I think that... um It's a wonderful opportunity when you're talking about the email and pen pals. If we can um, connect uh, the generations, Uh, there are young people who are home now with, um, you know, little to do as well. And this would be a great way for the older person and the young person who are now experiencing this very much the same having the same experiences to share them. Mm-hmm. Be- because younger people and older people don't always have the same experiences, but now everybody kind of is because like, like it's been said, we're all in this together and we all have the yeah. same feelings about it. We do, definitely. And
1: the other one, you know, connecting Oliver's phone a friend uh, and even the simplest of examples, us what I was sharing with you when I was in Canada just having someone to talk to, it gives so much strength and so much uh, value. And now we're going to take our first break and we will continue the, our conversation about Olive Online on Voices for Elder Care Advocacy on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: Phyllis Amon, the voice for elder care advocacy, provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones in short-term rehab, long-term care, or memory care. Her unique knowledge comes from working in over 40 skilled nursing facilities. Phyllis's passion for quality care and quality of life for our loved ones sets her apart. She encourages families to plan by choice, not by crisis. Visit phylliseldercare.info for a consultation. Phyllis is also a speaker for both the public and private sector on various issues related to caregiving, communication, empathy, and aging. Rabina Chaudhry is President and Founder of Mars Services, an engineering management consulting firm as well as Founder and President of all of Community Services of 501c3, which provides culturally appropriate supportive services to seniors, their families and the community. Rubina's passion for the elder population stems from her experience as an only child living over 1,000 miles away from her aging parents, who are now 91 years of age. She understands the delicate issues and decisions caregivers face. Visit olivecs.org to get further information about Olive's programs and services. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy with Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email your hosts from the Voices for Elder Care Advocacy show page on Voice America. Now, back to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy.
1: Welcome back. This is Rubina with Phyllis and Anu and Sophia, and we are missing Zainab today for a good reason. Okay, we were, as we left, Sophia, we were talking about the Olive Live, Learn, Thrive program, which is basically a virtual version of what we were doing on Wednesdays um, in person. And it will run on Wednesdays uh, starting at 11 a.m., 11 to 12. And the other thing I want to point out to the listeners is that the shows are scheduled for one hour from 11 to 12 but our our facilitators our coordinators will stay available for another 30 minutes for conversation so please feel free to come join us share the, your thoughts share your needs and if we can't fulfill them we will definitely find those resources that can uh, that can support you Okay. Uh, Anything else on the Live, Learn, Thrive before we move to the Olive Creations and
3: Connections, uh, Anu and Sophia? Well, I just want to confirm that um, we're saying 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time and uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you very much.
1: Anything from you, Sophia? No? Okay, we're good. good. We're good. Okay, all right. So now we have Tuesday program, Olive Fit and Fun, Wednesday program, Olive Live, Learn and Thrive, and we've created a new program which is called Olive Creations and Connections. And that is, uh, actually idea of that came because in parallel, Sophia identified, as just as we were working on our program, Sophia identified a project that somebody has 1 million masks where people are making masks and, uh, and uh, giving them to health workers or seniors and, and whoever is in need of them because the supply is getting short. So Olive is uh, making efforts to get involved. Uh, so when this project came up, then I, my thought process was, let's find a home where we can do special projects. So it doesn't cut into a regular programming. So that's where we created the third program on Thursday where we will have guest hosts, uh, we will have special projects um, and some of the project ideas are already there. We have some very talented people who do arts and crafts and um, and I mean, you know, amazing things that we can, we can bring. Anu, share some thoughts on that.
3: Sure. So, Olive Created Connect is an opportunity for the, the artistic, crafty people to come together virtually. And uh, it might look like something like um, coming up with, a, with an art project where they can discuss what they're going to be developing and they can talk as a group as to what supplies they're going to need and whatnot and come up with strategies and whatnot. And um, if it's if it's uh, if it works out, then they can do, you know work on their projects together, and 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 also just kind of communicate and connect and chat, and it's it's um. Um, It's one of those more um, open sort of programs, not as structured, let's say, as Live, Learn, Thrive, or Fit and Fun, maybe, where there is a specific agenda in mind. So while there is um, a theme, uh, which is uh, being creative, um, it's a little bit more open in terms of um, what that might look like. And I think we're just going to see how this evolves because it is sort of a new offering of olive, and so I think we'll just sort of see how it transpires. But that's sort of the premise for it. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: And that that is excellent uh, description, Anu. And one of the goals uh, of olive is to become a self-sustaining organization, and uh, and our hope, as in you know, olive leadership and. Uh, Olive participants is that we will come up with some unique ideas and give opportunity to seniors to donate their time and produce some marketable items that we will be able to sell mm-hmm. and generate revenue for for Olive and for Olive programs. So, we will wait and see how this evolves, but I can, I can visualize a, a, a network of things happening under this program.
2: Oh, actually, um, if I remember, um, or I'll I'll remind you maybe, I'm sure, sure you do remember, <laughs> when I was in California last, there were these beautiful terrariums on every table at the Vision yes. Luncheon. And I had yes. suggested, gee, maybe at some point in time that Olive can have these for sale because they really are beautiful. I still have mine in my den. And, uh-huh. um, you know, that, that would be people who who are creative, who like to plant or artistic. Mm -hmm. I mean, each one can be different and unique. I mean, uh, so that's a possibility as long as people have the materials they need to do it right in their home. Right.
1: And that is, that is one example, definitely uh, Phyllis. And there are many others uh, as well. And, uh, and we have such wealth of talent among our seniors that it's, it just—I I don't know—I can't even find the word. It just needs to be harnessed and captured and nurtured and and uh, and it and evolve into marketable opportunities. And and I think there will be many many opportunities uh, for for products produced by seniors. And it could be revenue for some of those who need revenue. And it could be
2: volunteer activities to keep busy for those who need to keep busy. Absolutely. Yes. Um you know, as as it moves forward I've I just some ideas of are coming to my mind, like uh, there are ways to make um you know, soaps at home and I mean there's so many there's candles. candles. The candles, right. There are so many things, things with fragrance that mm. that people enjoy, potpourri, um, little packages of potpourri that are so popular that people love to put in their drawers or around their houses? There are so many possibilities, as you say. There
1: are are so many. And and actually, the the reason I was smiling... (laughs) Me too. (laughs) And the reason I was smiling is that one of our community members is is also a pharmacy PhD. Sophia, you may even know her. And she's taken personal interest in this... um, Aromatherapy, aromatic Uh oils, and she came as a as a speaker, and she did this um, um, demonstration where she made a cream, a pain relieving cream. Oh, awesome! And I mean, just amazing. Here we are, guided by people like Sophia and uh, and this lady, um, young lady, and uh, under their guidance, you know, we can we can do. Many, many things and there are many opportunities and uh, we have, um, you know, master gardeners among us who will lead efforts. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, we have the platform now. So I think uh, we will, it's too soon right now to say all the projects that will happen and how it will go because we're literally in the midst of uh, of making it, uh, making it happen. Ah, uh, Sophia? Can you talk uh, a couple minutes about how this topic for uh, uh, for uh, the face masks came, out, came about? Sh- share your experience and where we are right now. Yes, of course. So
4: I was actually on Facebook and I have a friend who lives in France. And so she had posted on her um, Facebook post. That she was trying to recruit people to make face masks for healthcare workers, as they were running low on masks uh, in her region and area. So when I read that, I just was like, "Hmm, okay." And then I did a little bit more research and saw that it's something that's happening in United States now as well, where we're having a lot of shortages. On just you know masks and gowns and you know protective equipment for our healthcare workers who are like the front line and who need these um, uh, you know uh, protective gear in order to do their work. So then I looked into it and I saw that there is a hashtag going on where a million masks. And then I poured it to the one of our uh, groups with that you know Rubina and Anu and a couple of other people are in are on. And just kind of from there, we said, wait a second, you know, I was thinking a lot of our uh, elders or seniors, they know how to sew. That's like a, a lost art. I, I right. definitely wish I learned how to sew when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. And so I just kind of threw it out there, and then it kind of was like, oh, well, why don't we look into it? And then we're, we're looking into it right now, so... We're trying to get all the details and how we can help our community looking into North Orange County um, area where any local um, facilities, uh, senior centers, or even if there are any hospitals or clinics that need uh, uh, masks. And so we're going to, we're trying to figure out the details and, uh, and you know, present it to our seniors and see if we can get it's... some volunteers involved and who know how to sew and Get it
2: going. So Sophia, are, are there special of materials office. required that or that you need to make these face masks? There,
4: there, you can use there are different types of face masks that you can make. Some do require special material and some you can literally use um, cotton like dress shirts, men's dress shirts and you know uh, material that you might have that somebody might have at home. Obviously, those face masks—they're trying to use over the N, I believe, N95 uh, that are right. the required ones. So, these are yeah. So, these are the ones that are going to be washable to help keep those face masks able to be in use for a longer period of time if mm. they're low on that. So, but yes, yeah, some do require special
2: material; others not really.
4: Um, so, so there's options.
2: Are there? Are they as effective as other face masks? Well, um, I mean, the ones that are cotton,
4: they're obviously more breathable. Um, particle size-wise, yes, more can get through them. Um, certain, you know, obviously viruses and are very microscopic, or micron. Mm. Or less there's certain, you know, five micron versus higher. Numbers. So, no, they are not as effective as those, but they can be used on top of the ones mm. that are the required ones that are in hospitals. Mm. And those N95s can be protected by the cotton baseball, mm. so they can be used
2: um, for a longer duration. So oh, that makes sense. Whole, um, you, you know, know the, whole, there is stuff. another, uh, while we're
1: right now, the majority of the focus for face masks seems to be for the hospital and healthcare workers. But another area that I'm asking our team to look at is nursing homes, assisted living homes, even where people that have colds, you know, to let's make some masks available for them. They may not be the best that a, a doctor can need to use, but there be enough protection.
2: Well, I can say from the nursing home point of view, because I am um, in a, a little nursing home the last couple of weeks, and uh, the master in terribly short supply. Um, we're getting one to use for an entire week, which is clearly uh, not the best circumstance. And uh, they're looking into any alternatives. I, I know somebody had come up with this idea about band- you can use a bandana. Of course, that's, that's not really um, the kind of protection you're looking for. But I certainly what you're describing, Sophia, is probably superior to that. So that would, that would really be great. You know, the,
1: it definitely will be. It definitely will be. And uh, Sophia and team are working very diligently on it. And one thing I want to share here is the wealth of resources that we have, just even in our immediate circle of, uh, of elders. Just within about two, three conversations, we've identified uh, a former uh, dress designer who has lots of supplies we have identified someone who's in the, the import export of textiles business, mm.
2: uh,
3: it,
1: you know. So it's, you know, it's one of those things. Build them, they'll come. Come up with mm-hmm. the idea, and uh, we have people that are ready to ready to sew. But the word we are putting out right now to the listeners is, uh, please send us an email. We know of a facility that you think could use uh, these uh, masks. Uh, and uh, and there are some videos on how to make them and what they are, please send us an email, and we could definitely get a package out to you because we will be going into production, I would say, not more than one or two days from now because we have people just about ready to go. Right, right, Sophia? Yes, we have people oh. waiting for the go. <laughs> <Yeah>, they're <laughs> waiting for
2: the go-ahead. You know, and you Sophia know,
1: is our lead for this project. She's the lead for the face mask project.
2: You know, Rubini, you just said something that made me think that, um, you know, a few uh, weeks ago, we had a show on how um, seniors can become more engaged in their community. Exactly. And we talked about the things they could do and the ideas that, that are available and the resources that are out there. And we thought of becoming a resource. We had this conversation, you and I, yes, becoming a resource for ideas or or places that people could go or places they could contact in order to become engaged in their community so they wouldn't be isolated. So Definitely. Clearly, Clearly, that's no longer a possibility. But here, people can now use the talents and abilities they have with and while they're in their home and become engaged. So this is really um really kind of fortuitous that, in a way,, um, because there there were people that were at home and we were encouraging them to get out of their home. Now they can't get out of the home, but we're we're coming up with, with ideas for what they can do while they're in their home. And so I think they're, just what you said, there is a wealth of talent out there. And right. if people think about how they can use it, they can help so many others.
1: Okay, Anu, can you share with us in the last minute and a half we have, how do people register, how do they get involved, um, and uh, uh, the contact information.
3: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. If people are interested in any of all these programs, uh, whether it be getting involved with the face mask project or requesting face masks, or if you want to uh join the Olive Virtual programs. you can send us an email at info at olivecs.org. You can also visit our website at www.olivecs.org and uh, you can also go to the uh, Voices for Elder Care Advocacy show page and click on email host and that will go directly to Phyllis and Rubina as well. And of course you can also follow us on Facebook. And Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) So many things. And we have... There's no reason why you can't get connected. Right,
1: exactly. (laughs) We have a weekly newsletter called Olive Bites. So please send your email and Anu can put you on the email list and you can get a weekly uh, email on what uh, is up in Olive Land. With that... um, Sophia and Anu, thank you very much. And uh, I'm really, truly honored to be working with the likes of you and Zainab. And uh, Phyllis and I are going to continue the conversation in the third segment. And we will be back on Voices for Elder Care Advocacy on the Voice Empowerment Channel. what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Phyllis Amen, the voice for elder care advocacy provides strategic solutions to families seeking care for their loved ones in short-term rehab, long-term care or memory care her unique knowledge comes from working in over 40 skilled nursing facilities phyllis's passion for quality care and quality of life for our loved ones sets her apart she encourages families to plan by choice not by crisis visit phyllis for a consultation phyllis is also a speaker for both the public and private sector on various issues related to caregiving communication empathy and aging Rubina Chaudhry is president and founder of Mars Services, an engineering management consulting firm as well as founder and president of all of community services of 501c3, which provides culturally appropriate supportive services to seniors, their families, and the community. Rubina's passion for the elder population stems from her experience as an only child living over 1,000 miles away from her aging parents, who are now 91 years of age. She understands the delicate issues and decisions caregiver's face. Visit olivecs.org to get further information about Olive's programs and services. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voiceamericaempowerment.com. You're tuned in to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. With Phyllis Amon and Rubina Chaudhry. If you'd like to leave us a question or comment about our program, please feel free to email your hosts from the Voices for Elder Care Advocacy Show page on Voice America. Now, back to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy.
2: Welcome back to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. I'm here with Rubina Chaudhry, my co host. And uh, Rubina, what you and the all of coordinators are doing with, with the Live, Learn, Thrive online program is really just fantastic, I have to say. I'm so oh, it, proud to be part of it.
1: Uh, you know, I am also so proud to have you as part of our initiative as well. And, um, and uh, it's, uh, it, it's really beyond imagination. And we're just being open to what unfolds. Uh, each day is different.
2: But, uh. Ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, we were talking in the break um, for a few moments, and um, we both agreed that this was something important that we should get out there for the listeners, which is um, the importance of getting up and um, getting showered and dressed and having your breakfast and um, Uh, preparing for the day on a regular basis, even if you're in your home. I know myself, I've been through some periods where my schedule was uh, not as I had planned. So I really, um, I didn't have the schedule that I wanted, let's say. And um, it was very important to get up every day at a certain time and prepare as if I was going out the door because it really does set a mood, it sets a tone, and it Mm -hmm. puts you in a certain mindset. Oh, it it
1: definitely, definitely does, uh, Phyllis. I can even share my uh, personal example from last week, Wednesday, that we had been working very hard on on all these fronts, you know, not only on the front of Olive and the new Olive programs and Olive going online, but you know that in my day job, you know, I own an engineering consulting company. And uh, we were going through the workplace place and social distancing within the workplace issues as well. So it has really really been very very busy so come Wednesday when we had the first, um, first show you know I had been just sort of working and all of a sudden I realized that in another 30 minutes I will be on Zoom, people will see me and I, <laughs> I was literally sitting in my pajamas (laughs) at 10 a.m. and uh, and almost coming into 10.15 and all of a sudden, you know, we're uh, talking with each other and Anu missed a text message. Remember, that was the very first go live program for us.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And
1: she's saying, oh, sorry, I just got out of the shower. And I said, oh, my God, I haven't had a shower (laughs) yet. You know, and so, you know, so that was my, my waking moment. And I quickly got into the shower. I felt fresh. I felt good. And then, you know, I, and I had a very good day and I've done that every day about midday. And uh, now my husband is also working from home.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So this morning over the weekend, we, um, had breakfast around eight thirty nine. Our usual breakfast is breakfast time is seven. So this morning he got up and I wanted to go on treadmill. I said, you know, when do you want breakfast? He said, no, I want to keep my regular schedule. I said, right. what an excellent idea. Right. So we had our breakfast at seven. I'm on my schedule. He's on his schedule. You know, we're here. But right. it's it's just so valuable, so important to have. Have a schedule. So now you can. I shared my personal uh, uh, awakening to this, or reawakening to the importance of schedule and getting dressed and getting ready. Uh, and I, I would encourage each one of our listeners to make to make a schedule that's doable. Right. Everybody's be, is different. Right. Everybody's is different, but but make sure that by the time you're olive online program comes it's you know 11 o'clock on the west coast 2 o'clock in the in the east coast uh-huh. that at least for that you're up and ready and looking good and looking well and look, sitting up upright
2: right because it also gives you a different energy level exactly exactly i know myself i've had uh, several zoom calls the past few weeks and um, <laughs> when, when whenever I I have a Zoom call, um, you know it's different than a phone call. Like you're saying, right. you could be on right. a phone call, you could look any any way. But I, uh, but um, you know, when I'm on a Zoom call, I make sure that I look a certain way. So I will tell you that even for this show, you mm-hmm. know, when there were when I went through some weeks where I wasn't uh, didn't have the schedule that I really would have liked at the earlier part of the day. I really um, found that it made a very big difference if I prepared myself from earlier in the day, Mm -hmm. got dressed. Um, Actually, my son asked me once, well, when you're on the radio, um, what are you wearing? I said, well, I get dressed as if I'm going to work. I mean, because it puts me in a different mindset. Oh, that's very good. That's very
1: good, Phyllis. Um, that's very, very good, and it is so important. And you, you mentioned a key component in this last converse, uh, sentence of your the Zoom call. Right. Let's share with our listeners what this Zoom call is and what they need to get ready to receive because it's it's not uh, it's not difficult at all. But uh, let's go through the process to see what the to share with the listeners what they need to have to, to be ready.
2: Right. So you you set up a Zoom um a Zoom account, correct? Uh, you download first you download a Zoom. Right. We should have
1: asked Anu, actually she's the expert right. in this. Download a Zoom application. Right. Which you can uh, no, do uh, on you know, your like phone. An
2: app. Right. App. Which you can do on your phone or on the computer. Uh-huh. And right. uh, then you register for the
1: program by just sending a, a an email. There's a form that you can get from from our advertisement or from the website that we know where you are, right. and then uh, you will get an email with a show link. So mm-hmm. at the time of the li- uh, show, you just have to click that
2: and y- you go on. Right. It's and, really. It's really. Um, very easy. It's not difficult at all. It's it's not. It's not. Right. And if if we're
1: mumbling up the description of it, it's <laughs> it's easy. <laughs> Phyllis is tech savvy. I'm not. I'm spoiled. <laughs> I always have somebody around me who can do things. And that's the best way of staying dumb is if somebody
2: keeps on doing things for you. Have, that's by me. the way, I have a comment about that, but not when we're on the show. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> But dumb you're not. But yes, you like to have other people do things for you. Well, come on,
1: that's the that's a sign of a manager. Yeah, the definition of manager is there's no to doubt. Lead things through the works of others. I, there's no doubt. I've been told that more than once. I know. That I'm a good delegator. Um, I'm
2: a, I'm a good delegator. And, but but uh, in actuality, it really is, um, you don't even, it's not about being tech savvy. It's really a very simple thing to do. Like you said, you download the app uh, either on your computer, your tablet, your phone. Um, you register uh, with Olive, right? They'll send you an email with a link. And when it comes to the time, you just hit the link um, and it will take you to the Zoom at the time. And you'll be, you know, you'll be um, you'll be signed in. You'll be signed in and you have the
1: option of uh, listening only and hiding your video. We recommend you don't do that. But if you want to stay private, you can do that or you can mute yourself, unmute yourself. It's a very friendly format for learning. Absolutely. A very, very, very convenient. Uh, Phyllis, I have a, a question for you. okay what is our hope that, that what would our participants gain from this uh, virtual program from all the efforts that we are putting in what is our goal what what is the hope for
2: well for I, this? I would say the hope is to extend this program beyond the oliver's that were able to attend in person mm-hmm. to catch cast a wider net to have um, a more diverse engagement, you and I always talk about diversity. As a matter of fact, that's the basis on which Olive was uh-huh. was formed, right? To to address cu- the culturally diverse senior population, uh-huh. um, and uh, you know, a, a question um, that may be in other people's minds. Um, which would be, well, will Olive continue offering virtual programs once things kind of get back to more of what we're used to, how you know we're used to things being? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is um an important question. i I really would like to hope that um, not only with Olive, but with many other mm-hmm. um, areas that people will recognize, the importance of engaging more people in our global community. Mm-hmm. You're you're so
1: very right,
2: Phyllis. I think
1: one of the challenges we have had is bringing elders to the programs because of you know uh, some of them stop driving and the family right. members are not there to drive them even if they want to come. Uh, so I think this is really going to help us reach more people. And my my personal goal for Olive and Oliver's is that for each one of us to live a vibrant and purposeful life. Right. And I think this is a good tool for connecting. This is an excellent tool for for connecting, being engaged, um, both you know, mentally, physically. Emotionally, uh, emotionally, you know, with the Sophia's program that goes with exercise and food and uh, do's and don'ts and uh, and through the program, which I participated in, you know, everybody's sharing recipes, everybody's sharing Mm. their meal ideas. I mean, it's really almost like you're eating
2: together. Oh, how did you do this? How did you do that? That's community. Well, one one of the ideas that I had, remember, was to have some kind of um, um, either cooking class or I had suggested Mm -hmm. when we I wrote this article about things that people can do at home, go through former cookbooks, uh, maybe things you always wanted to make or things that you want to. Try making that you that didn't yeah. maybe come out so great the first time or whatever, and so this is a great opportunity. You could have like this um, group cook off or something, exactly. You know? Actually, actually it's, it's interesting how we're many,
1: many times we're on the same path, right? Last year, we had one event, one live, learn, thrive program where every Oliver made their own dish and took to one house. And the dish was photographed and they provided the recipe. So we're waiting for the resources to make the cookbook. Oh, awesome. So it's, it's uh, you know, and if there's somebody who would like to volunteer to help complete some of these topics, I mean, there are just so many So many things we can do. And uh, Zainab has done many cooking demonstrations. I've learned from her.
2: Well, Uh, I was just going to say, this could be something that somebody could do who's at home if they're a good organizer. Exactly. The recipes could be sent to them and they could um, organize the cookbook. You know, it's interesting. I know we only have two uh, minutes left, but I was always, um, this is an area that I always enjoyed because I love to cook. So wherever I would work, I would organize a couple of times a year, spring, fall, winter, um, some uh, potluck luncheon. And there Uh were usually people from many different countries. And everybody would bring their dish and bring a little recipe card so that people could share the recipes. And that created more of a sense of community. Because understanding people through their food... Um, You get to really understand their culture. So this Mm -hmm. is something I've been doing. My kids remember I've been doing it since they were little, um, so it's maybe same
1: pull out some of those and we'll see if we can remake them and include them in, uh, in the in the upcoming book. Phyllis, we have one minute left now, uh, so let's wrap up our conversation. I can I love the excitement that we have and I'm really grateful for everybody's input, you and all the Olivers and especially the the three coordinators, Anu and Zainab and uh, and Sophia. They have really really come through. And I'm so grateful and I'm grateful to the people that are listening to us and those who participate and looking forward to everybody joining us uh, with Olive Online. And uh, if it's Remember, okay.
2: they should email info at olivecs.org or go to the show page. Ah, uh, Voices for Elder Care Advocacy, and you can email the hosts, Rubina and I, and we will get back to you on how to register for the program. Wonderful, wonderful, and
1: thank you very much. And this is Rubina and Phyllis signing off on Voices for Elder Care Advocacy on Voice America Empowerment Channel.
0: Thank you for listening this week to Voices for Elder Care Advocacy. Please join your hosts Phyllis Amon and Rabina Chaudhry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.